you. Well, you know, sort of okay. Okay. Ish. He, he had a week it, off. It, yeah, yes, I know. It won't happen again. I absolutely, absolutely guarantee. Yeah, don't go travelling. Good to see you back. Well, um, I've got a whole inbox for you here. Just start where you want. Well, um, gosh, things have been happening. Oh, <laughs> things have Steve been Vines. happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I can exclusively reveal today that things have been happening. So here we go. You, you've got, and he's a close friend of mine, so I, I don't want uh, anybody to say anything nasty about him. Junius Ho used to provide the role of the sort of the acceptable face of the Hung Yi Cook. You know, one of those Hung Yi Cooks sort of wild men would go, and he'd say, uh, I'm a lawyer, and what that means is that he's really objecting to things. And now he's turned into the bloke. They've sort of said, ah, cut out all that sort of, you know, nice face, respectable face of the Hung Yi Cook. Why don't you say what you think? So he does. So he goes out last Sunday and says, you know, we should kill them and kill them thoroughly. He's talking about people who advocate Hong Kong independence. There's an uproar about this. He then turns around and says... Honestly, these people just don't understand Chinese. How could they possibly interpret... Chinese people, you mean? Yes, Chinese people, he says. How could they have interpreted what I was saying as an incitement to kill people? I I just don't get it. Anyway, but can you imagine if the boot was on the other foot? Can you imagine if somebody from the democracy camp said, you know, we must all go out and kill Junius Ho tomorrow? Oh, that'd be blah, 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 blah. you'd have the secretary for justice going oh that's a very good a very grave case and multiple charges must be uh formed and uh rimsky korsakoff must write a ceremony and uh, sorry a serenade and uh, what have you i mean it is extraordinary now this 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 growing gap in one rule for the them and one rule for everybody else this is an incitement to violence i mean if going out and saying somebody should be killed isn't an incitement to violence I, I you know, I'm, I'm kind of lost as to what might be falling into that category Listen, I don't want to get into this too deeply but I know a guy that years ago got locked up because he'd had a domestic thingy with his wife he couldn't speak a word of Chinese and of course she was brilliant at it she told the fuzz, he's threatening to do X, Y and Z to me and on that alone, he got banged up Yeah, I mean well, only for a few days but he got banged up He... Uh, he wasn't. Uh, he w- she wasn't advocating independence, was she? <laughs> From him. <laughs> From him. <laughs> I know we laugh about it, but actually, this this isn't good, you know. I mean, I, you know, says uh, he trying to be Mister Grown Up in the room. This really isn't good. I mean, if you if you go to a public rally, and there were four of them standing on a stage, each sort of winding the other one up. There was that, that bloke, I can never remember his name, but boy, does he need to go to a barber. I mean, he's the sort of person who, of whom you can say his hairstyle's even worse than Donald Trump's. So you, we, we kind of know where we are. I, can't, I just can't remember his name. He was jumping up and down going, yeah, kill him, kill him, kill him. And Junius Ho is jumping, literally jumping up and down, telling the, the assembled mob. Oh, what were they there for? That was right. They were there for their... Um, in their sort of living incarnation of red guards in shiny shoes. This is the, you know, let's resolutely denounce. In this case, they were resolutely denouncing Benny Tai, the law professor at Hong Kong University, for having been an advocate 
of the, well, an organiser indeed of the Occupy Hong Kong movement, saying therefore he shouldn't be, and spreading spreading foreign ideas, poisoning the minds of students, therefore should be expelled from the university. Oh, and by the way, he's on trial at the moment, therefore he's guilty. They don't sort of worry about due process, you know. <laughs> Apparently the courts, there's a quaint tradition where the courts make that decision, not a mob in the streets. What does that remind you of? Ah, I'd say quite a lot of things. It reminds me of Red Guards, it reminds me of fascist thugs storming through the streets of Berlin in the 1920s and 30s. It reminds me of the Italian fascisti doing exactly the same thing in Italy, etc., etc. There's an absolute, absolute pattern that these people follow, which is they single out, and it's always, it's almost always an academic or a writer or somebody who is in a position to express views, they single out that person and say, he shouldn't be allowed to teach anymore. We don't like him. He's got bad ideas. He does terrible things. He poisons the mind of students. Cut him off. Not kill him. Cut him off. Mm. Um, so there, there they are. They, 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 they've suddenly discovered something that authoritarians and, and authoritarian movements have known actually for many years. They're not even being new. Either that or Junius has just finished reading The Lord of the Flies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whipping well, it up to fever well, pitch. I was going to say, of course, <laughs> Lord of the Flies. I mean, it's very interesting you say that. It was his death Lo- date the other day. Oh, was it now? Yeah. But, I mean, Lord of the Flies was, in fact, as everybody knows, incidentally, I didn't like the book, but Horrible. we've all read it. Horrible. I thought there was too much to it. That's another question. But Lord of the Flies was the perfect um, way of telling that story. Through, through the eyes of these isolated school kids, you know, what happens when they get into a society where the rule of law and the rule of parents in this particular case is removed and they're left, you know, they're left to their own devices to sort it out by bullying the weakest and, and asserting the, the power of the strong. Hmm. Gosh, gosh. Apparently we live in Hong Kong where there is rule of law, where things don't work that way. So then you've got my great friend, the other great friend of mine, Mr. Rimsky-Korsakoff-Yoon, who apparently is still the Secretary for Justice, and apparently has terrible hearing. I don't know. I've, see a doctor. What's your name? Rimsky. Whatever see a doctor. you're called now. <laughs> Whatever you're called. Because <laughs> he says, I don't... Did he say kill? I'm not sure. And then they're sort of going, well, is that an adjective or is it a pronoun? I'm thinking... Give me, give me a break, (laughs) give me a break. You know, um, I know what kill means. You know what kill means, and I think I even know what it means in Chinese. So um, this is all Horlicks one hundred and one. Fact of the matter is that he's total. Carrie Lam, who's very vocal on other people saying things, is totally silent on this. Rimsky, you. She alluded to it. She alluded to it, but made no, 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 no comment on whether it's a good idea to go out and, and, and start killing people. Um, Rimsky Yoon, who, who, who is supposed to be the person in charge of the law here, seems to think that the law is something that um, maybe, maybe this and maybe that. Hmm. So you know, and then he goes, people are undermining the rule of law. Gosh, mirror mate. Have a look. So do we just put this in the sticks and stones category, or seriously, is it, is well, it worth a it, lot more? I think it's worth a lot more, because it raises the temperature. It's bullying. Oh. It's bullying. This is what it is. I, 
actually, I don't seriously think... I think Junius has far too much of a wimp to uh, actually go out and get involved in fisticuffs himself. He's got mates... I don't think that's what he meant. No, I don't think that's what he meant either. I think he was relying on his little friends to help him on that. But, I mean, what you do is you create a climate of fear and intimidation, and it works. It's quite interesting to me how it works. So, in the universities, there used to be a much bigger constituency if you like or pool of people who would stand up to these bullies and they'd sign petitions and they would you know they protest it's quite interesting there was a relatively muted response from the university community to this of course it goes way beyond the universities but you know they're in the front line on this one so you would have thought they would have been more involved and as for that pathetic creature who's about to flee back to England, who apparently is called the Vice-Chancellor of the University of Hong Kong, instead of saying, which you would have thought any Vice-Chancellor of a university would be able to say, there will be no political persecution on my watch, went, oh, well, you know, we've had letters, and, you know, to some of these, and, you know, we do not, you know, you know, and also, oh, and bye-bye, I'm off. <laughs> So you know, we we don't 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 look to that particular gentleman. I mean, he's been so sidelined and crushed by Arthur Lee, the chairman of the um, University Council, who of course, who, who of course probably has had him for supper, lunch, and possibly high tea, and seems to hate the students, which I cannot understand. <laughs> to be fair, he doesn't like half of the academics as well. <laughs> he's yeah. an equal opportunity hater. Okay. He does doesn't like students he thinks they're stupid he thinks they're naive and he spares no opportunity to tell the world about this and then he goes oh, and unfortunately i'm arthur lee so that's the good that's the good news today yeah it's um it's sort of reached a bit of a plateau at the end it of this has that's so what, i mean yeah. i'm i'm actually very worried when you have this this warming of the atmosphere this sort of flinging around carelessly accusations of who should be killed and who shouldn't be killed the authorities standing to one side i mean it is classic it is absolutely classic this is what happened in the weimar republic you know all the people in the weimar republic um, from from the good Herr Bismarck downwards, were going. Oh, these Nazis—they're very they're very loud, unruly people. They're best ignored. Let's just ignore them, and they'll go away. Yeah, doesn't work like that. You it like really that. doesn't work like that. As anybody who's been in the playground knows, the only way to deal with a bully is to punch him in the nose, because they love they love the taste of blood. Other people's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, did we see and this? bullies, in, in, in all of my experience, you know, are paper tigers. Did we see this Unless one they're really big, then I would run away. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> but, I mean, OK, number one, different places, different times, thankfully. Ignore them. It makes a bit of sense to me. Doesn't it, make any sense to okay, me. It doesn't. I, I, I disagree with that. Because I, th I think that, that, you know, they then, they, 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 they're never satisfied. I mean, if... For the example, the very worst comes to the worst. And they did succeed in hounding Benny Tai out of Hong Kong University. Do you think they'd stop there? You, you'd be oh. naive beyond belief to believe that. No, they would have tasted the blood. All oh, right, we've got ahead of Benny Tai. Who's next on the list? Well, tell you what, let's have three next time. Honestly, that's how it inevitably works. I don't think there's any, any scintilla of doubt about that. The thing that cracks me up, and it comes back time and time again, is the characters you've talked about will do anything for the mainland, of course, except live in it. Or send their children to be educated well, there. I mean, that's... Or invest in it. I mean, 
I mean, we're talking, we're talking um, hypocrisy 101, aren't we? The education thing is well interesting. Well, the education thing is 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 just staggering. I mean, all these all these born again patriots and the born again red guards you know, who are wittering on about the education of students here. Of course, they're not really worried about the students here because their kids are in, you know, in America or in Canada or in United Kingdom, which, incidentally, is a very bad place. Colonial oppressor. It is these days. Yes. Well, what about this? What, what, what do you think is the deep secret reason that will never be admitted as to why kids get sent overseas? Well, I think there's two. I think one is... These kids. Yes. I think one is is this sort of obsession here with... uh, It's a sort of inferiority complex, saying, oh, you know, it's abroad, it's better. But the other thing is, simply, is in their heart of hearts, they know that, that, that there is something bit not right about a one-party system and it'd be a very good idea to have an insurance policy and if that insurance policy could be established in by means of you know overseas qualifications overseas bank accounts even and a lot of them hold this overseas residency uh, things will have that uh, not good enough for the hoi polloi i mean not you know not ordinary people i did study overseas did you i didn't know you studied <laughs> no, at all no, I was quite. God, another, another revelation <laughs> so i mean why then witter on and on very loudly about yay the party yay the well country? they they don't witter on about they they don't actually reveal that um, they've been doing this other you know they've it's, been it's pretty packing much common their, knowledge pack, just, it, just ring up david webb he'll tell yeah. you <laughs> well ring up many people exactly. actually um, it, it, as you say it's one of the worst kept secrets in the world um it, it is very interesting that Hong Kong has had four chief executives now. Yeah. Not one of them, not one of them, have 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 allowed their own children to be educated in the place where they are the chief executive. Can you imagine? I, I mean, I come from you know that place that used to be called Great Britain. Can you imagine if Prime <laughs> Minister May? Oh, she doesn't have any children, but all right. Uh, um. um David Cameron, her predecessor, said, I, I tell you what, I'm so in, in, enthused with the idea of, um, of uh, Britain that I'm going to send my children to Beijing to be educated. Everybody go. Well, it's people like that who are most likely to, because it's the cultural experience, and let's not forget... But they don't. Uh, yeah, but they don't. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's also, that, you know, they're not needing to run away from anything in the future, well, or they don't perceive that they need to run away from right. some authoritarian... They, they, exactly. They, you know. they, they get it that, that, you know, governments change, awful things happen. You need only look at Washington... But, you know, the point is that you can get the bastards out. Right, I'll tell you what I want to do before the news. Um, um, they want to live in nice places, or at least they want a floor and a couple of walls. No, let them eat containers. Yes, I think that's an absolutely splendid idea. I think the more poor people you can put in containers, the better. It's a very sometimes, yucky thing, by the way, Sometimes, Steve. Is, it, is, is it now? Gosh, I... I think Hong Kong's a bit hot for a container but I think it's alright for the poor I mean isn't this extraordinary? It's the sort of thing that Swedish architects do down by the banks of the river or yes, something like this yes. I mean that's where people live in containers and they're wonderful Apparently they're, 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 this, big, they're a big thing in Holland. This isn't um, what we're talking about Yes, it? but here they, they've said oh we've got a housing crisis where can we, where, where can Put we them pack, in the van. where can we literally <laughs> pack the poor away 
are containers. They're good for goods. They must be good for poor people. And then they pile them on top of each other. Yeah, <laughs> Hong Kong has typhoons, but we won't pile them too high. So only the people at the top layer will get washed away. It's, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. They are hot. I mean, they are hot. Now, it's, uh, and I, I heard some sort of little bespeckled idiot on, on, on the news last night saying, oh, well, yes, but uh, 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 insulation. I'm thinking, yes, a metal box with insulation, that would make it just about 40 degrees inside who's instead gonna, of Who's going to pay the electricity bills? <laughs> I mean, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there is a desperate housing crisis in Hong Kong caused by government policy. Instead of addressing the desperate housing crisis by simply saying, we've got all these unoccupied pieces of, of, of um, land that's being used for illegal car parks, we're going to take them back we're going to start building public housing on them, and we're going to do that tomorrow. Mm. Instead of that, they're going, oh, well, I think oh, yeah, we'll build some containers, we'll subdivide some units in, in Wong Tai Sin and, you know, have elderly people living where garages used to be. and uh, Set them know, up the chimney. I'll tell you what, get on with it. Hello. If you really <laughs> believe that there is a housing crisis, and I really believe there is a housing crisis, it's not a property crisis. Mm. I'm not worried about people who've speculated on, on, on buying a property on the peak and have found the value has decreased by 3.5%. That's their problem. I'm worried about the person who is living in, you know, 50, 150 square foot and ain't got no air. One o'clock, still in with Steve Vines. And it's email time. Oh, those, electronic mails. Yeah, I've, uh, got, one, I've got one here that I want to just um, read out first because it's about um, somebody uttering stupidities. This is from Richard. He said he uttered his stupidity in the rush of blood of the moment and rather than say, admit, I got carried away. I think we're talking about Junius Ho are, here. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And pronounce me a culprit and apologise. He defends himself and changes the word meanings. He says, get him to read Animal Farm and watch the word changes. It's been done before, as Steve Fine said already. Ain't that a fact? And, yep. and also, following on from, from before the break, where we were talking about this fabulous idea of the container homes for the poor, the undeserving poor, may I add, uh, we've got Steve who says, forget the abject poor. I've already forgotten them. <laughs> as someone who could never afford to get onto the property ladder here, I've been looking into container home designs and absolutely wish... I could develop one for a home, you wish. No chance of that for someone who would not be able to claim government assistance. Meanwhile, I'll continue to pour millions into a landlord's pocket for a, oh, word we can't say on the radio, for a something hole shoebox. <laughs> Get the picture. <laughs> nice one there, Steve. Um, this is from Angry Joe. He says, we've lots of flyover bridges in Hong Kong. You could have stashed hundreds and thousands of containers under them and put windows in and made houses. But the government doesn't have the intelligence. If Hong Kong got rid of all these architects and consultants and flashy people, we wouldn't have huge properties available. We would have huge properties available. Did you know it will take the government over 15 years to follow up with urban redevelopment for fire systems, fire doors? Unbelievable, he says. We don't have enough builders because they're all too busy building new flats and new airports angry joe thanks a lot no, that, that's completely untrue <laughs> completely untrue they're very busy building roads to nowhere and highways well, to, to many here and, many and, things aren't they yeah it's true it's true yeah. all right then moving on well let's move on shall we move on to another of hong kong's great great thinkers Go on, then. great intellects Can't, great yeah. wine drinkers Go on, then. so we now know officially that the west kowloon cultural district is not intended, was never intended, and shall not be a serious project. How do we know that? <laughs> because they've made Henry Tang Harsh. the chairman of the authority. Now, 
Henry's a fine fellow, and he's... Uh, let me think. His achievements are legendary, um, and I will enumerate them, one after the other. Um, and um, oh, Are well, you being a bit harsh here? Only a bit. I know what you're No, 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 but he's, he's quite good. He's... he's, um, he's um, he, he, one of his achievements was to get his wife to take the blame well, for you the... you see, that's the only thing... That's you know. the only thing anybody remembers him for, and that, for his illegal structure. The, the one... the one. I mean, let's just remind ourselves... Pretty clever, the, though, you've got the to admit. ...of the stupidity of this man. Yeah. He, he, he has this enormously luxury home in Kowloon Tong, not a cheap area, yeah. incidentally not somewhere where they're going to put the container, containers for the poor. And uh, while he's living there... Somebody, apparently his wife, decides to illegally construct an enormous space for his wine cellar. He had no idea, no idea whatsoever any of that was going on while he was living there. Mm. I mean, this is a man with... Not to know that, uh, that your house is under major construction There is, a, is thing. a talent. There is a thing here. There is a possibility, however weird and parallel universe it might be, you're in the running for the chief executive, but I don't want the job, then do something stupid. And you're out. Yeah. And yeah. we'll look after you. Yeah, go on. There's another, no, seriously, there's think another it pig just how to, how to get out. I don't think... I think he wanted it like Billio. Well, anyway. I think he wanted it like Billio. But anyway, just in case, you think I may be being a bit unfair. I'm asking uh, you and, if you and, think you're being well, unfair. I, well, <laughs> do I think I think? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Are you wait, inciting wait, wait, wait. me to incite? <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. Kill that thought, as Junius would say. Yeah. Um, but, but just in case, just in case anybody had not realised that the purpose of installing Henry Tang for this job was, was purely in the interests of satire, what was the first thing that he said Upon being appointed, he said, "Ooh, he said, ooh, this will help one belt one road." And then he went, "Ooh, and 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 what's that other thing? Oh, the Bay Area. It will help the Bay Area." Greater. No, is greater, it greater Bay. Is it the greater? greater Bay? I thought that Greater had been hit on the head. I don't know. That's what used to be called this the, week. the PRD, didn't it? The PRD. Pearl River Delta. Delta. Okay. It's now called. All right, we'll call it the Greater Bay Area. But to you and me, just Bay. Bay. Anyway, I mean, this is what you've got. He's he's been appointed, and this is what the first it comes out. It sort of dribbles out because he kind of he was sort of, he was I suppose he was mortified by the idea that somebody would say to him now, Mister Tang, with your great knowledge of, uh, of the arts, what what do you think the role of Matisse will be in the in in the galleries there? And he'd go, oh, 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 we could certainly get him on as a designer, I suppose, if. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a joke. The question I mean, this is the project, incidentally, that's been rambling on for ages and ages. There's still nothing there. I mean, you still ain't got anything. They 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 do some gigs there, which is quite interesting. And yeah, I was going to say they do some quite good gigs. Fortunately, they're not organised by the West Kowloon. Some are actually. Are some are that thing the Should other I day. Be fair? Yes, I'm okay, trying my let's hardest. Go on, you be fair. Some are arranged by them, and that whole deal the other day where those guys got whatever. Um, that was a private gig, but right. they have their free space thing. I just just for you know, <coughs> go on. They have balance. their free space thing on, on Sundays, and they get all these people. That's a West Kowloon event. Can I just throw in one more thing about Emery here that that has been said? Well, no, he's he's not a member of the government. This that and the other, but we're talking about a fellow who's the chief secretary and the financial secretary here, and, and if that's were, not that, close to the government. And was, and was dubbed in to be chief executive, <laughs> yeah. uh, only he, he, he managed to self-destruct. I mean, this is just a nonsense. You know, looking for a job for Henry, I don't think 
is the government's main priority. If you had a serious person, you know, running this, you know, you you, you think... But who, Steve? Seriously, who? Honestly, I think you could... I really don't think Hong Kong is so deprived of talent that you couldn't find a grown-up to go and do this job. Okay, it wouldn't be somebody... No, it would not be somebody out of the usual circle, magic circle of sycophants and, you know, flag wavers. But if you went beyond there, (coughs) the cultural sector has a lot of people who are quite capable of doing this job. And, you you know, uh, at the moment it's been done within the bureaucracy. It's always been the chief secretary. I believe Matthew Chung is doing the job at the moment. You know, I mean, he's a competent civil servant. There's nothing wrong with him, but... Uh, whether he's got any affinity for the arts I, I uh, he's kept it very well hidden but you know you, you'd like someone with a bit of knowledge possibly a bit of flair a bit of connection to the world um, all of those things there are such people in Hong Kong trust me well this Mate, is this is chairman this isn't you know CEO no, it, it, it's this not is, the CEO exactly so the chairman the chairman is, is, is supposed to be the man or the woman who comes up with the ideas and inspires people and goes around the world as an ambassador. But, you know, could you imagine? You, you go, say, to the Venice Biennale or something, and there's all these sort of really high-level players, and they go along, and they're having interesting chats about it. Then Henry comes up and goes, Oh, oh hello, I'm Belt One Road. Oh, good evening. I want to speak about the Greater Bear area. Oh, oh. It's not bad for one week in the job, <laughs> three days in the job, is it, Steve? No, no. So maybe, maybe he's on a slow learning curve, and one has to be generous, do we? I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, well done, Henry. I'm glad you got a job. I mean, I have been worried about you. Um, I've got another one here. Can I? Go on, go mad. For James. Henry, the wife blaming buffoon returns, he said. His words, not ours. Not, no, no. Well, yours, maybe. Does anyone remember the Hong Kong government searched the world for an expert head for West Kowloon, employed him, then the expert found out the head buffoons, the then chief secretary, kept interfering in everything he tried to do, so he quit. Now the government forgets Einstein's line that doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, is the definition of insanity. Um, these are two different jobs, though, James. But just but no, no. But I think the point James is making, which is which is a good one, yeah. is that they have actually they, they have perfectly decent people working in that organisation. One of them is a friend of mine, so I, I'm always oh, that's all right to, then. So I'm always loyal to my friend. You've and, just hit the nail on the head about everything. <laughs> yes, that you've yes, been moaning yes, about. Yes, I hate nepotism, but hey, he's a mate. <laughs> but, but doesn't that doesn't apply to mates, does it? No, um, no but the fact of the matter is, they've had. I think now uh, they're on the third um, chief executive, aren't they? They've now got Duncan Prescott doing it, who is just a bureaucrat. You know, I mean, I. I I have no idea whether he's a good or a bad bureaucrat, but he doesn't come from the arts world. But they had two pretty high-level people. It is a building people. site, though. Have you been it, down there? So perhaps you need a project manager. Pro- perhaps you do. And there's nothing wrong with that, incidentally. There's nothing yeah. wrong with having someone who's good at organising paper clips and, and, and window frames. I'm not against any of that. But, but it is interesting that the, the, the two people previous to him who came from this world and have experience in this world got immersed in this ghastly bureaucracy that they have here and thought oh no how on earth are we ever going to get anything done i tell you what where's the plane right i think we've got time for one more but very quickly go on then i i i one of my favorite weasels i see uh w- 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 was writing a newspaper today going 
very, very bad. Chris Patton coming back to Hong Kong. How very dare he? How very dare he is about time. He's been, he's been gone for 20 years. He's back here and he's, he says, it's time to give it a rest. I believe it's the same weasel who, 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 who had previously written. It's very bad, you know. Britain, Britain has shown no interest in Hong Kong since leaving whatsoever. It's absolutely appalling. And, you know, really, I, I mean, you, you, you know, they were here for a long time. It's a, a, a residual responsibilities. Oh, hang on. I mean, the fact of the matter is that Chris Patton was deeply committed to Hong Kong. He yeah. remains deeply committed to Hong Kong. He comes back to Hong Kong quite frequently. Why on earth not?